0: Play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh no! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you! I double dare you, motherfucker! Say what one more goddamn time?
1: I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Good
2: evening,
0: friends! <laughs> With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the
2: fact! Jack. Yeah.
0: Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Woo! Check them out. To contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536.
2: And ask what I'm talking about. Uh, this
1: is the Superfly Jimmy Snooker, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. We have hockey action, yo.
2: On the line now, he is probably one of the best-known, accurate sharpshooters, I would say, from the game of hockey. Most people realize or remember him for scoring 61 goals, setting a single-season franchise record in 75 and 76. 51 of those were scored at even strength in the game of hockey, which is huge. Uh, Mr. Reggie Leach. Reggie, how you doing, sir? I,
1: I'm doing very, um, just doing wonderful, and, and uh, I hope that everything's going well with you, also.
2: Oh, you know, can't complain because nobody listens anyway, Reg.
1: No, that's that's very true. I have learned that. I've been saying that for years.
2: <laughs> that's true. Well, we're recording this beforehand, but you're going to be participating with the Flyers and Penguins alumni game which will be on January 14th, uh, depending on when you listen to this. Uh, who who called you to participate, and when did you first learn about this game? Because it's the 50th anniversary for both the Flyers and the Penguins.
1: Well, I've known about it for a while. I was asked way back in uh, probably in uh, November or up end of October in that area, um, I knew there was a game coming on, and they wanted to make sure that I, I was coming because they wanted to put the LCB line together. Uh, Clarky, yes, uh, and Billy Barber uh, already said that they were going to commit, and they wanted to make sure I was playing also. So I was, so I was happy to do that because it's always mm-hmm. great to go go back and go back in time and uh, play with your best friends and uh, and see all the rest of the guys from different decades that uh, that represent the Flyers and you know you're going to have the you're going to have all the best uh, all the best flowers out there from over the decades and, and and maybe the most popular ones also and and uh and I think it's going to be a wonderful time
2: yes and this seems even more unique uh from my pers- our perspective anyway uh than when you guys participated in the winter classic back over at citizens bank park but you mentioned there you're going to be skating with uh, Clarkie and Barber, which it's been announced that this will be the last time those guys throw on a dirt flyer sweater uh, as far as participating in any kind of alumni game. So how special is that going to be for you to see those guys up close? It's always special when you get together with your old teammates and whatnot, but how special is this going to be for that particular line that you played with back in the bully I mean, days?
1: You know, I think it's very special because uh, Billy and I and uh, Clark here, we're still very close together, even, even you know, we live different lifestyles and live, 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 live in different areas. Um, I think this is uh, very important to all three of us because this is probably, this will be the last time we'll ever skate together with a flyer uniform on. And uh, I think it's something very special, and I think it's, you know, the way the way we look at it, you know, we're only going to get a couple of skits per period, so, which is fun, you know, uh, but it, it's, it's the idea of being with them again and dressing with them, right? I know that we're going to be all together in the same, same area in the locker room. And, and, uh, you know, I can remember the two when the Outdoor Classic was there, that was very special. And, uh, but this is going to be more special because it's going to be played right in the, right in the Wells, uh, Wells Fargo Center. and and it's a it's a smaller thing. You got, it's sold out, and uh, and I think it's going to be more more gratifying with seeing, uh, hearing these people and everything else, and and all these people that are are going to be there. They're flyer nuts, and it doesn't matter what decade you, that you played in, as long as you play with the flyer, you're, they're you know they're going to cheer for you.
2: Yeah, and you know it's. Once a Flyer, always a Flyer, that's for sure, amongst the fans within the region and Flyer fans all over the world. But you uh, got a unique experience as well besides this, and we were kind of texting back with him, or texting with him back and forth last night because we'll be talking to him later. You'll be playing against your son, Jamie, who was a member of the Penguins when they were back-to-back cups in the early 90s. So... Are you going to take any cheap shots if you can? If you're on the same uh, ice time as your son?
1: Well, you know, the thing is that I, I you know, I'm very, very proud that they that uh, Pittsburgh did ask him to play in this game. I think it's uh, for myself and for him. I think it's very special for father and son to play uh, play against each other or play on the same line or whatever it is. Uh, you know, I know there's a big, big, big. Uh, you know, uh, big space for age, age-wise and everything else, but you know, get, getting the opportunity to play, in even just the NHL alumni game, which is very important, is, is to be on the ice at the same time. And and uh, you know, he's wearing that, uh, that crazy crazy colors that black and yellow. And uh, so you know, but it's going to be something. I hope I hope to be on the ice at the same time, one time, at least one time during the game and see, and see uh, how it is uh, you know I'm, I have uh, I've been working with Jamie for years now we both run hockey schools together we're on ice all together all on ice all the time together and and to me for him to be there and and for all the fans that are coming and all my family and and everybody that we grew up together in Cherry Hill and and and, and you know it's a very special thing for us because a lot of these people are going to come out just to see us on on, on the ice well, you know, as I was doing this reading, and not to sound like a homer uh,
2: doing the interview, but I'm going to anyway right here, as I am a Flyers fan. But uh, when I was doing my reading to you know, get some notes and all to speak with you today, Reg, uh, I find it to be pretty true if, you know, if folks know anything about hockey history, where there was always a debate, especially in the era that you played, with guys who were strong as hell shooters, say like a Bobby Hall or somebody along those lines. But you were very accurate, I would say. Probably one of the most, if not the most accurate, uh, shooter in the game. Hence, 61 points and 75, 76, whatnot. Uh, what do you think more important, uh, uh, trying to work on when you're developing a young hockey player because, like you said, you uh, have uh, do some schools like school to shoot to score hockey and other programs up there in Canada.
1: You know, hockey today is so much different than than when we played. Uh, I, I had to learn this whole game over again, and uh, you know the way the way hockey is played today, and uh, you know way the way the kids are and everything else, but. You know, it's, it's the same same thing is that kids today got to have good attitudes. They got to come to the rink to learn. Um, your skills, your skills got to be way up there. You know, you can't just have one skill nowadays. You got you to know how to do everything. And, you know, with, with, with these players in the National Hockey League, the skill they have and the speed and the way they pass and shoot the puck. Uh, you know, when we played back in the 70s, there's only a few of us could really shoot the puck really hard. And uh, today, these kids, all these kids can shoot the puck, and, and it's amazing how how accurate they are and how strong they are and, you know, everything else, but it's all different, you know, it's a different era of hockey, and, you know, love. I always get asked, it says, you know, you, do you think you could play in today's hockey? I, I think I could because I was a skater and everything else, and and stuff like that. I could probably escape with them, you know, but, but you would have to, you know, you would have to get in shape all the time and everything else. You know, back when we played, we went to training camp to get in shape. But now they, yeah, these guys, guys got to be in shape when they go to camp. So there's a the big difference. You know, these guys, kids of today, are more dedicated and, uh, you know, how how good shape they are and how healthy they are and everything else. And and hockey changes every every I would say every five or seven years and another fifteen years from now hockey's gonna change again and keep on different things like that. But but hockey is hockey and, and it's a wonderful sport for everybody to play and, and getting back to these young kids these young kids today is that, you know, we I get to I get to teach about two thousand kids a year now at school and I see all different uh you know uh skills of of kids and and it's amazing how how well these kids are going sh- skate and shoot the puck in that, at a very young age. Well,
2: do you think a lot of that has to do, because you said obviously games have ch- the game has changed and evolved over time, even since your playing days. Do you think that's overall because the athletes of today are smarter, or that's just the natural evolution of life?
1: I'm not, you know, I'm not, not. I think the kids today are, uh, you know, today's hockey to me is 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 like uh, like football. You set up a play, and, and I keep working it until it works. You know, uh, you know, they pass the puck back and forth, back and forth. Right now, you know, we're all we're doing in the National Hockey League right now is that you know I have to laugh about it because I always talk about it when I do when I speak at banquets or or anything is that. I remember back in the 70s and early, early, uh, late 60s and, and early 70s that our so-called leaders in the National Hockey League, oh, we'll never play this kind of hockey when we play it against European teams and, and stuff like that. And that's exactly what we're playing today is European hockey. They pass the puck, yeah. they the puck, use their skills. And that's exactly what we're playing because we, uh, we're we trying to eliminate fighting in the National Hockey League now and stuff like that. But, it's you know, to me, it took me a while to get used to this game, the way they play it today. But I love it. I, I, I watch these guys now, and it's amazing how skilled they are. Uh, you know, you get a Crosby and, and you know, uh, McDavid. And McDavid a young 18-year-old, 19-year-old. and These guys are just amazing hockey players.
2: Well, uh, speaking of that, uh, you mentioned about playing more of a European style and whatnot, which, again, I was doing some reading, God forbid.
1: Uh, And I know
2: you were a participant in the game, the infamous Russian game. Uh, What's your memories on that?
1: Well, the Russian game was, uh, you know, at at that time of... of, uh, of our lives and everything else is that you know we we were Stanley Cup champions in 1975 and and, uh, and the Russians had played all the all the other teams in National Hockey League and, and they were very successful and you know I know when they played Montreal they tied to uh, I think they played through either a one one or a zero zero game and, but you know when they when they came when they came to us and now they they always thought they were the best players in the world and and we had it in our own Mind that we were the best players in the world, and we we had to go out and prove it. And, and you know, to me the truth. You know, is that everybody thought it was a real rough game, but it really wasn't. You know, I for, for a winger like myself and Billy Barber, it was probably one of the easiest games that we played because Fred Sherrill had a system against them that we weren't allowed to leave our wing until we got possession of the puck. And because at that time the Russians swung until the holes and the lanes, and and we just waited for them to come. And that's where I thought it was, was a very easy game on our part. But, you know, uh, there's a couple couple hits that were, were were made by us. And, you know, even today, uh, you know, you talk to Eddie Van Imp, and, they and you know, the, it, the biggest thing is everybody talks about the Eddie Van Imp uh, hit on, on the Russian player. And, and even today, you know, Eddie still swears that the Russian player ran into his elbow.
2: Because, <laughs> so, uh, obviously... Folks are familiar with the story that after that, that running into his elbow. You know, A accidents happen on the ice. Uh that you know, Ed Snyder here went in and said, You guys don't come back yet, you ain't getting paid and all that fun stuff. But uh,
1: uh know, film, are that, those are the things that we heard also and uh you know, at that time, you know, I know that National Hockey League hadn't hadn't paid the Russians yet and uh and you know it's, it's something that the Russians were always known for doing stuff like that, you know, pulling their teams that they didn't get, didn't get their way and and stuff like that. But it uh, you know you know it's them uh, playing in the National Hockey League and playing 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 the way they play all the time. And uh, at that time was uh, they played played against teams that were amateur teams and Ed Snyder. An ex- Sorry, what was that? I was just saying is that they played a lot of games, games against, uh, what I call amateurs at that time. And, 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 you know, their biggest thing was the World Cup and, and, uh, and all that stuff. So it's something that when they played the National Hockey League, it was a little tougher for them. Yeah. Well, speaking of Ed Snyder there, uh,
2: obviously we lost him uh, at the end of last year going into the playoffs. Uh, and this would have been, I think, he would have been tickled to death you know, being uh, the 50th anniversary and all. and yeah, you know, what was it like playing for him, and how did your relationship evolve with uh, Mr. Snyder over the years?
1: You know what? This, this is, uh, you know, if Mr. Snyder was with us today, I think he still is. He's still watching us, and, and uh, this would have been his whole teabag. It would have been... This would have, would have, this is where he would have been smiling and just steady watching all these players come back to represent the Flyers. Fifty years of hockey from 1967 until today, and and he would have been in, in in his glory just to see the players, just to hang around the dressing room and stuff like that. That's that's the kind of person he was, and and you know where uh Philadelphia, the uh, uh, city of Philadelphia is going to miss him in the sport world and whatever he has been doing in, in Philadelphia and. And we as hockey players, uh, we appreciate that what he has done for all of us, not just, just for us on night, but off ice also. and, and you know. Yeah, because you know, there were so many
2: stories with him uh, off the ice that guys didn't really talk about. Or, you know, like Ed didn't go around patting himself on the back that for stuff. that And, you know, I've heard through the grapevine stories of guys he, or things he would do for players and whatnot, just, hey, Somebody's having a rough time or medical issues or this you know that he would reach out and try to help them out, which was awesome
1: well he was he was that kind of a person he helped everybody and he didn't want he didn't want to be uh, recognized for that, but you know we know deep in our heart that uh, uh, Ed Snyder was a kind man to, to all the players that played for him and and which is really 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 uh special he's a very special person you know and you know last year was a pretty uh, uh you know, uh, we lost a lot of, a lot of good players. We lost Bob Daly this year, and we lost, uh, uh my, my, really good friend, Ricky Perclesian. And, you know, these guys that were all about the same age, and we played together, and, and, you know, it's, it's very sad to lose, uh, um, these players at such a young age. So, to circle that back around, do you
2: think something, because of the real life stuff like that, that it makes these types of events when everybody gets together more special.
1: I think it does because you know we're going to be talking about we're going to talk about We're going to talk about and you know they're never forgotten. Uh, they're part. They're part of. For myself, they're part of my life's journey. And the way that crosses my life's journey is is part of my life, so it's something that I have learned over the years and and, uh I think it's very it's gonna be very special for everybody this weekend and I think it's gonna be special because we have our families coming in and, and we have friends from all over the place coming in. Not you know, I got my daughters coming in and and, you know, with her family, with her grandkids, and my, well, with my grandkids and stuff. And, and for me, it's a special thing. And, and I had so many friends in the Philadelphia area that they're all coming to the game. And, you know, I might not see seen them for about 30 years, but they're coming. And I hope I get to see them they, they, they at least have a handshake or give them a smile or a hug or whatever. Uh, I know we don't have that much time. And uh, it's going to be a very, very uh, rushed, uh, not rushed, but... Uh, busy, busy, uh, three days. I'm, I'm flying into Philadelphia, um, uh, today, and, and because I have to be at the game tomorrow night, um, uh, being on, as one of the top playoff performers, so, uh, it's going to be a busy, busy time for myself.
2: Yeah, but, you know, it, and you're not the only person I've talked to on the air and off as far as, uh, how much this area means to you guys, Yeah, you because, know, especially, you know, it's funny, because, uh, now I'll end on this note, and I think you would agree with me, even though you don't live in the area, that a lot of the Flyers alumni especially, they came here and there was just something about the area that there's a lot of well, those guys on your teams, like a Bernie Perron and Clarky and whatnot, who've never left. Like, they were just so thrilled. And like you said, there's just something about the people around here and that they ended up making their homes here.
1: So... I think, I think with that is that we all came here as young, young men, you know, I come to Philadelphia when I was 24, you had Clarky coming to Philadelphia at 19 years old, and all these other kids that, that, that stayed a long time, Bernie Perron was drafted in sixty-seven with them, and, you know, all, all these guys, the Kindertruck, the Fileski, uh, Schultz, uh, the Watsons, Watson. and, you know, they all, they all came to Philadelphia, they did and and at young ages, and and they love, fell in love with the city they fell in love with the fans and everything else and, and that's what philadelphia is all about but as and, and for myself is that i lived in philadelphia for 34 years i just moved back to canada 10 years ago and uh and and i still love coming to philadelphia I still philadelphia will always be be my second home because of all the things all uh, for all the years i spent there and all the all the wonderful people I have met, and i got so many great friends that live in that area. It's unbelievable. Well, for those who hear this beforehand, the game
2: is on January 14th. There actually going to be a reception on the 13th at Sugar House Casino. You can check it out through the Flyers Alumni Association. Reggie, thank you so much. Enjoy the weekend seeing everybody and playing and just you know, taking in the weekend.
1: Well, I just hope that everybody comes out there and supports us, and and come out and have, you know, come out and have fun. If you see any of the alumni players around, just go up and shake your hands and thank them. And and you know, that's all. It's all what it's all about. It's that you know, we we uh, it itself is that we want to give something back to the fans. You know, I know that Clark and I and Billy are going to be able to be out there because of uh, we're not going to be fast, but we're going to be out there.
2: Yeah, and you know, you guys are going out just to have some fun, I would think, at this point with the, with the oh, game. Just you know? go,
1: yeah, just go out there and have fun and don't get hurt.
2: Yeah, and I, one last question. Uh, if people want to get lessons from you or be a part of the school, would that be Shoot to Score Hockey?
1: Yes, it is. It's on com. Um, we we we're a traveling hockey school. We're we we go right across Canada. We have we did have schools in uh, uh Austin, Texas and, and a couple other places and and uh I'm actually trying to work on a couple places in the Philadelphia area. I think that Philadelphia would be a good good area for us to come in.
2: Well, like I said there uh, and Reggie just said it as well, shoot the dot com to check out what they do to travel in a uh, school. And if I like you said, if you get a chance, you're in the area, go check out the alumni, the reception, and the game. A lot of this is going to be helping the Ed Snyder Foundation and other charities in the Philadelphia area, which the alumni is great at doing. So, Reggie Leach, thank you so much.
1: Uh, th- well, thank you very much. and. uh and thanks for calling, and thanks for uh, spreading the uh, spreading, uh, news on on this game, and and having all our players come back. Thank you very much.
0: Tell you what's up. Based out of Atlantic City, New Jersey, Geek Time Entertainment runs exclusively along with different events in the area to strategize with their partners who will benefit with increased exposure and patron traffic. Oh, Geek Time Entertainment will work with your event in increasing the event's traffic via social media, radio, and storefront advertisements. Holy cow. Also, they will help increase business for your company and event with different sales incentives. No, whether your event will be small or even mid-scale, Geek Time Entertainment is the group to work with.
1: And that's what I'm talking about?
0: Contact them today at geektimeentertainment@gmail.com at or facebook.com/geektimeentertainment. Oh my god, who the hell Cash. hey wrestling fans this is gary michael capetta and you're listening to crazy train radio